Hey there, I'm Andrew, founder and owner of Stoke Ventures. I help people just like you strategize their product launches. 95% of businesses fail, so it takes more than a cool logo to be successful. Coming, Putting a strategy together for your business uh, is you, you do it in the beginning, but then you got to, it's like a living, breathing um, document. It's not like, like a traditional business plan. You might put it together. It might be you know, dozens of pages or, or whatever. And you've got all these, like you said, hypothetical um, charts and situations. And, you know, really the idea is just to take it to a bank and get a loan. You prove to them that you have this idea and that you're backing it up with all this stuff. But I think even banks are, are probably seeing through that. Okay. Top Gun. Top Gun, the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of all time. to my show Jagged with Jasravi, Conversations at the Edge with Thought Leaders from the Marketing, Branding and Business World. Hi, Andrew. It's so nice to have you here. Hey, Jasravi. It's great to, have, to be here. I'm su- super excited to you know, talk with you guys about entrepreneurship, starting a business um, and launching products. So very excited to get started. Super. Right. So, you know, a lot of yeah. time, you know, entrepreneurs or people who have ideas about products, they, you know, they do. They do not focus on strategy. So, what, what, what do you feel is the role of strategy? You know, when you are starting any new business or you're thinking about a new product, and you know, and things like you're thinking about customers and stuff like you know your value proposition, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a great question. So, strategy is is so important with any business launch um, because you you have to have a strategy to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. You know, what your what are your business goals and how are you going to achieve those goals? And then more specifically, I think the most important things about about a strategy are first your market research, understanding who your competitors are, who your audience is, and really clearly identifying what your um, value proposition is. I think a lot of people sort of they have this great idea, they just go full speed ahead with it. Um, and they they might not clear like really they think they understand what their product is or their service is and who they're helping, but I think a lot of people don't really have a a, a really crystal clear you know vision or idea of of exactly what their value proposition is. So that's important. Um, it's also important to to put together business and financial modeling so you understand that the numbers work out and and that you know you understand what your business model really is like how are you going to make money what is the model for that and and then what is your marketing and sales strategy co- to connect with the your your target audience um, to connect your value proposition with your target audience that you identified kind of at the beginning of the whole strategy process and uh, how iterative you think is this process because you know you might start off with something you know but you know over over the course of your developing the product or you know understanding your marketplace you might have new insights or you might have new feedback so you know how do you iterate and how do you tweak and refine this uh, pro- process and the other question about the business model mm-hmm. is how elaborate do you want it to be because all these you know big uh, excel sheets etc you know they might just be, you know, <laughs> hypothetical stuff, you know, which is just, you know, find this guy, you know, you might, they may not be very useful, you know, un- until, yeah. until it gives you some kind of a roadmap, but doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really pan out like that. So what are your views on that? Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, the, 
the strategy process and you know coming putting a strategy together for your business uh, is you you do it in the beginning, but then you gotta it's like a living, breathing um, document. It's not like like a traditional business plan. You might put it together, it might be you know, dozens of pages or or whatever, and you've got all these like you said hypothetical. Um, charts and situations and you know really the idea is just to take it to a bank and get a loan you prove to them that you have this idea and that you're backing it up with all this stuff but I think even banks are are probably seeing through that now because there's it, you're just making all that stuff up you know a, a lot of it right and you have to make sure especially the numbers you know so you have to make sure that you're that you're not getting too lost in those hypothetical details um, you want to do good, solid research and based on the products that are already out there, based on the features that, uh, you know, and products that customers are demanding, um, you, you want to make sure that you're addressing those, you know, of those needs and you're building your strategy based on that. Um, but then, you know, put, put a good, solid strategy together and then start testing. I, I definitely recommend that people don't get too lost in their in their business planning in the beginning because it really comes down to to testing. The more you do that, the more you'll understand how your your business actually works and how it how it should um, be structured to be successful. So you're always testing, going back to that strategy, refining it, improving it, and then um, and then figuring out how to take it forward. Right. A good analogy would be to build the plane while flying it, right? So, you know, sort of, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it really, oh man, it really feels like that too, you know. Um, and and it, it is a balance, you know. It is, you want to make sure that you build enough of the plane that it takes off, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you have to have, you have to have something solid there and you're, you're basing your understanding of how to build that, build that plane off of, you know, what you can what you can already find out there, you know, what you're, you gotta, you know, do good research for sure. So Andrew, you mentioned market research. Uh, what would be the aspects of market research that you would say ideally uh, must be <clears throat> looked at before uh, getting a new product out or starting a new business? I definitely think that good market research should be done like right after you have an idea. So once you have that idea, you should really start to research what your competitors are, see if there's anybody already. I mean, I've come up with so many what I think are great ideas. They might not actually be, but, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. I start doing research and I realize, hey, there are already very strong competitive products out there. And I may be, I may be able to bring my product to market, compete with them mm -hmm. and, you know, be maybe a little bit different. but sometimes it just it, it may not be worth that you want to have you know um take a product to market that is is you know as unique as possible mm -hmm. and you know, that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be competitive products or always there's always competitive solutions out there whether they're competitive products or whether they're just something that's already been done you know like i use this example about washing machines where before the first washing machine was invented, people were, you know, washing their clothes by hand. So the washing machine still, even though there weren't other washing machines out there, 
they still had to compete with the process of, you know, manually washing clothes by hand. And they had to convince people that, hey, the price tag of buying a washing machine was worth it because then you could, you know, free up some time to do other things instead of washing your clothes by hand. So really dialing in and fully understanding your audience is, is really, really critical. Um, I see it with people, including myself, I start to run a Facebook ad on a product and I realize that when I, when I go into dialing in the, the audience on that ad, which is even more important than the creative when you're running ads, you know, sometimes I'll realize, wow, I actually thought I, I thought I knew the audience, but I didn't know it as well as I really did. Because once you start to, you know, dial that in, you realize, you know, who your audience is. And it's so important to get that right. Even run pre-sales, you know, you can run a pre-sale, um, have people either express some interest in your product or service by putting in their email address. So you're creating a list, which if the sooner you can do that, the better um, they could even put down like a dollar deposit just to show even more interest in actually buying your product or service. And, you know, and then you can, you can uh, ask them some questions. You can follow up with, you know, with emails, with an email campaign to them to get a feel for what their pain points really are. And you can start to, to structure your product around that. And, you know, with that worst case scenario, you get, you know, a few hundred um, dollar deposits. And if the product doesn't go anywhere, you return that money and that's it, you know, like, so it's, it's not a huge risk to do something like that. too. And now a lot of, because a lot of platforms are available now, you know, things like Amazon or, Flip, you know, eBay in the US, the companies like Flipkart in, in India, which are, which are sort of in, in which Walmart has invested. So a lot of these platforms mm -hmm. are available for, you know, entrepreneurs or product guys, you know, and to bring, to have, you know, to directly, you know, sort of reach out to customers, which the slang for that is D2C, you know, brands and products. So uh, how, what, what role you foresee for these kind of platforms strategically for an entrepreneur to, you know, for, for his go-to-market strategies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're really important, but I think you also have to make sure that you build your own sandbox. And, and what I mean by that is when you're working with these platforms, you're at their mercy. Um, you play by their rules. They have, you know, they have an advantage like Amazon is massive. Um, they definitely have a, a, a built-in advantage that you can post a product. You can list a product on Amazon today and you're going to, you may very well get sales by the end of the day. You know, it's, it can be very, very quick to see results. That doesn't mean that you're going to scale this massive business that quickly. It actually takes, you know, it's a totally different story getting a few sales versus scaling something on any of these platforms. Um, but I would, I would highly recommend definitely use them. You know, I mean, I, we sell grass racks on Amazon. Uh, but the disadvantages is, is that you play by their rules and if something goes wrong in the back end with a listing or something, you know, you've, especially with Amazon, it's really difficult like, they're a pain in the butt to deal with. I'll just put it out there. You know, uh, they really, they value their customers a lot more than they value their, their partners, their business partners. It's a shame. I wish they, you know, I wish they kind of did a little differently, but, um, it, you know, it is what it is. So you just have to know that it's going to be frustrating and you're going to, you're going to have to deal with that kind of stuff. 
in the long run, I would make sure that you're always focused on driving traffic and sales to your own website, something that you you control, you know, that you can, if you need to make a change on the back end, it's you or your developer that's doing it. Um, and then <clears throat> to take it a one step further is make sure that you are building an email list because that is that is like truly of all the things that I've seen in, you know, in marketing and it's the only thing that you have full control of. You have this list, you can run it through different um, email autoresponders. If one autoresponder, like let's say, you know, MailChimp goes bankrupt tomorrow, right. you just take your list and move it somewhere else and you can, you know, keep your campaigns running because you own that list. Right. right. So another another area where you specialize in is, you know, on how how to make you know right decisions for manufacturing your product you know stuff like you know finding strategic partners for manufacturing use of automation and you know, stuff like you know how to you know leverage things like a global supply chain i i also heard you somewhere where you said that it's great to like prototype in your own market like the us and maybe look at you know scaling up the product maybe at a cheaper location so how do you look at all these manufacturing decisions when when you're looking at you know a new product development yeah it's manufacturing is really important for it in the development process and i think sometimes it's a little overlooked or under not undervalued but uh it's hard to see that far ahead sometimes when a company is when somebody's just starting out with a development process even some you know good product development companies they're not really necessarily taking manufacturing into consideration from the beginning i think it's so important um, to make sure that right from the beginning you're considering manufacturability what processes are going to be used you know are you going to um, are there going to be plastic parts that are going to be injection molded or metal parts that are machined or sheet metal parts, you know, and, and figure out how to develop a product that works really well. And that, you know, that has the features that, um, that your customers need and want, but also it's, it's so important to make sure that you're designing the product so it can be efficiently manufactured. So you're lowering your cost of goods, um, your assembly time, you know, that can be, that's really important and i've seen some really great really cool looking designs and i'll dig into the the cad models and the design of it the detailed design of it and i'm like oh wow this is this is cool looking but it can't be manufactured you can't actually make this thing you know or it's really really difficult so it's so important to to understand that from the beginning and you know make sure that you're optimizing the cost that's a great answer. Uh, and Andrew, uh, would there be any other elements in developing a great product? Uh, what would be the other elements, for example, packaging or uh, the story, a story or a communication uh, consistent line? How would you describe this? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the first thing, again, is making sure that you're solving at least one major pain point for for people so that's the first thing you know design for usability make sure that it's going to be nice and easy to use and that if there's some kind of wow factor to it or some cool factor like you know 
that's worth sharing. Um, we have a, uh, a wine cork, like a, uh, a wine bottle opener. And, you know, instead of like, you know, screwing it in and then yanking it out, this thing, you just, it's like a cylinder and you just put it on top of the wine bottle. And as soon as the, like the corkscrew hits the cork, it starts turning and, you know, wedging its way into the cork. And then it actually then pulls it out. So you literally just, you hold it there. You don't have to twist or anything. And it's so cool that I'm like, I'm talking about it right now on a podcast because, you know, it's just got this really cool wow factor. So if you can, you know, if you can make it so that make your products that it's really easy to use. Um, and that's something that, that we do at Stoke with our product development service is, is we're always trying to figure out how can we make this as simple as possible is, you know, easy to, in, and cost effective to manufacture, um, as fun to use as, as possible. We want to make sure that we're creating an experience with the product that people are excited to share. And then you're right. You know, you can create a, um, you can create a story with, with, the product, but also your packaging. Consumer packaging is really important. When you're, I would say there's there's a caveat to that though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're selling into brick and mortar stores, consumer packaging is really really important. If you're selling mm-hmm. direct to consumer, um, DTC through Amazon through your website or whatever else, it's not as important. You know, I I wouldn't necessarily get too hung up on that. Like with grass racks, we design consumer packaging years ago thinking that we were going to be in stores and we were not in any stores. We just sell directly to, to consumers online and we haven't used our packaging designs at all. We pack all of our parts into a box and mm-hmm. ship it off and you know, that's it. So, but yeah, good, good packaging can tell a really good story, but even if you don't have or need that packaging, yeah, make sure that you're, that you're, product is consistent with your branding and that you're just telling the story of, of your product clearly and concisely. And there's also a utility function of the packaging, isn't it? The stuff like, you know, maximizing, minimizing the shipping costs and stuff like that and maximizing the space within the package. Uh, do you look at those issues also, the utility parts of packaging also? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it has to... the packaging has to hold the product right it has to make sure that you can take the product or ship the product from point a to point b safely um, where the product isn't going to fall out or you're not going to have any issues with it being with the product being crushed or the packaging you know getting damaged crinkled bent you know whatever um and then if possible, you know, you see some really creative packaging where you're able to kind of experience the product um, with before you buy it, you know. So it's the, the kind of like they used to have a little opening on, on some blister pack packaging where you could like feel the product even, you know, you could if there was like a, a unique texture or something to it. So it's it's important to look at ways that you can interact that you can have the customer interact with your product before they even buy it um and and people are getting more and more creative with their just just a box you know you think about apple products i just got a new pair of um of airpods and you know just the they just have a simple white box that's it but 
they've thought of every single detail in that box. It's a, it's a nice, solid, you know, double, triple, quadruple walled, you know, car. It's not this like flimsy thing. It's very solid. They've gotten a fit from the top and the bottom of the box to fit so perfectly that, um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, kind of crazy. And just like the, the, um, the, wrapping around the outside and like there's a little pull tab to get that started so you can open up the wrapping and then get into the box and just every little they thought of every single little detail to make it even though that packaging is probably pretty cheap to make they've made it this premium experience to open up that product and that's and you got to think about that too is not just not just um having packaging communicate you know hold the product and also communicate your brand story but also if you can make it an experience to open Mm -hmm. that's that's another thing that's really important and that's that's probably the most challenging thing to do i think (laughs) (laughs) nice And, and we can't be too kind, right? Yeah, I know. I hope you're wearing a bulletproof jacket also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah. Just a blue t-shirt, but you know, it's it's okay. It'll keep me safe, I yeah, think. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, favorite travel destination? Hawaii. Your most often used phrase? Um, oh, man. Most often used phrase. Uh, that's so awesome. <laughs> oh, man, I almost got <laughs> Oh, man. That's... Oh, man is also one more. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That might be it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One thing no one knows about you. One thing nobody knows about me. Um, I, I'm pretty a pretty relaxed guy, but I'm also very, I can be very serious. Like, so I can, yeah. And I think some people know that about me, but. Okay. It can be shocking okay. sometimes. Okay. okay. I'm letting this one go. Word of caution. Be brief. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Too yeah. many words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got to wrap that up quicker. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap it. Preferred food cuisine. Uh, you know, I really like Mediterranean food. Okay. Top Gun. Top Gun, the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of all time. Okay. Uh, it actually is. That's that's the truth. Yeah, we know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Favorite? Oh, well. <laughs> it's like, why did you not do it last time? Okay. Your favorite <laughs> Avenger or superhero? Is there uh, one? I, Iron Man, for sure. Okay. Grandfather's best advice? Uh, my mom's dad's best advice was, do what you really love to do and the money will follow. One thing you'd like to tell Jeff Bezos. Oh man. <laughs> hey, great job with the customer experience, but work harder on you know, work harder on the back end in dealing with your vendors. Okay. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Oh man. Um un- learn more about business. Okay. Best quality of Elon Musk? Uh, he just doesn't care what people think about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A great one. Yeah. 
So Andrew, uh, tell us where can our audiences find you online and also about your podcast? Uh, so you can find out about more about me and what I do at stokeventures.com. And then thatentrepreneurlife.com is the podcast. It's been a, an awesome experience with Jagged with Jess RV. Uh, what a cool show. What a cool platform. Um, I love the the rapid fire questions at the end. That's just like a fun, really fun way to to get engaged. Um, and you know, and for your for your audience or people thinking about listening to you, it's it's a really it's a really fun show. You guys both play off each other really well, and you're going to learn a lot about entrepreneurship and business, product development, manufacturing, and all you know all these things that that are involved with launching a product and a business. So I highly recommend you tuning in. <laughs>